Hey, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today, I want to talk about contemplating, contemplating leaving, thinking of ending your marriage. Have you had enough? Are you just not happy anymore? Are you wondering if it's okay for you to leave? Are you feeling guilty because you do want to leave? Does it feel like you're being selfish? You're not, by the way. You know, when we're contemplating, when you're thinking about doing something that massive that is so impactful, not just on you, but obviously on other people, it is not an easy decision. It is not a clear-cut path. So today, I want to try to clear up some of the muck around that decision and let's see if you and me can gain some clarity on what the right path for you is. Join me for this very important conversation. Hey there and welcome back. I am pretty excited about this conversation because, not because it's a happy one, but because it's a really, really important one. It's one that really speaks to our sense of worth and our value and what we want for ourselves and what we're willing to do to have it. You know, when we go into a marriage, into a relationship, we have children, we get, you know, all those things, we go into it with our what we think is our eyes open, we are in love, we are also in love with the dream, the dream of what we want with this person, this life that we've planned. And sometimes we might even be guilty of, you know, the person that we chose to do it with just happened to be around when you made the decision that you were ready, I don't know, but it doesn't really matter, here you are. Here you are not happy. You are feeling disconnected, possibly. You might be feeling really just like you don't even know who you are anymore or just unhappy, just unfulfilled. There could also be other reasons you're leaving like addictions, affairs, abuse. Um, And I am not going to get into the specifics of why you're leaving today because it essentially doesn't matter. And let me tell you why. If you are unhappy, If you are not fulfilled and you probably haven't been for a long time, because I know enough about you, about anyone who's listening to this, that you didn't just wake up one day and go, oh, I was so happy yesterday, but today I'm not, so I'm going to leave. That's not how it happens. It takes months. Actually, it probably takes years for you to get to a place where you're actually seriously, consciously thinking about ending your marriage. I know that. You know that. So let's remember that, okay? The reasons are technically unimportant. I think too often we're looking for that big reason to exit. That big sort of, oh, you know, my partner had an affair or they're um, addicted to alcohol or they are addicted to gambling or um, this person is abusive. So we really, we rush to label, we rush to vilify our partner. You know, I wish that we wouldn't feel that we had to do that, but I really think that that comes from a place of, lack of worth and that we don't feel that we're allowed to choose our own happiness there has to be something terrible happening that we can show to the world like here's the evidence so therefore i need to go you know when when women come into my facebook group and they share with the group that they're thinking of leaving and in fact a lot of them who are at that stage will even send me a private message and they're almost apologizing like I don't know if it's right for me to be here and I'm not sure I'm comfortable posting in the group because, 
you know, I haven't left yet and or I'm the one leaving and I see so many heartbroken women and I feel so bad for them. And and now I'm thinking of doing that to my partner. I'm like, oh my God, of course you deserve to be here. Of course we are here to support you as well, is what they always hear from me. But here's the thing. Just because your partner hasn't cheated or isn't a horrible human being or isn't addicted to some kind of substance or behavior that is just really wrecking your life does not mean that this person is also meeting all your needs, being a really solid partner um, who is connected and tuned in and tapped in and, and being loving and attentive to you. It doesn't mean any of those things. And I'm not interested really in blaming anyone here. I really want this episode to be about letting you know that your happiness matters, period. Your happiness matters a lot. And there's really only one person who's going to take care of your happiness, and that's you. Because I am pretty sure that the day that you say out loud to your partner, I think I'm done here. I would like to separate. This isn't working for me anymore. I'm not happy. I haven't been for a long time and I'm peacing out. I know you won't say it like that, but you know what I'm saying. Your partner most likely, or very often anyway, will respond with some effort or some kind of, oh no, don't do that. Let's go to counseling. You know, you've given me my wake up call. Now I'm going to try. Some version of that. It happens a lot, but you might be thinking, I don't want your effort anymore. I'm done. I have waited and waited and waited for your effort. I've asked for it a thousand times. And now that I'm leaving, now you're going to try? I get it. You don't have to stay. You don't have to try one more time. I know you've been trying and trying and trying. And I know that you have communicated to your partner that you're not happy in some way or another. And most likely they just didn't take you seriously enough didn't really try, or even worse, just completely dismissed your unhappiness. So here we are. It's the end. And you might not have had that conversation yet. In fact, you might be dreading it beyond anything. And uh, I, I get that. I often say to my clients who are in that place that it's really the lead up that's the worst. It's the place that you're in right now where you're thinking about it all the time, where you feel like you are almost like a traitor in your own home because you know you want to leave, but no one else does. So here you are with this big secret, this horrible secret that's going to blow up everybody's life and they don't know anything. So let's just start off by changing the narrative, okay? Let's start off by reframing how you view yourself and your role here and your effort to value your happiness, okay? I really want to help you gain some clarity today. It's important to to understand why we're making this decision because when the day comes that you're having that conversation, you need to be strong and solid on it. That was one of the things that I did for myself that was really, really important. My marriage ended because, well, it ended as a result of an affair or that was the final trigger But I will admit that we weren't exactly deliriously happy leading up to my discovery of his year-long affair. So as much as one can say that, you know, oh, he cheated on me, that's why our marriage ended, isn't really true. It was what triggered the end. It, It is the thing that made me say, 
I'm done here. I don't want to try anymore. I don't want to go through this one more time. Coming back from an affair is really, really hard. It just, it's a ton of work and I had done it once before. And I just thought to myself, I can't do it again. I just can't do it again. And I just want to remind you what I said earlier. It doesn't have to be something like an affair for you to feel and be justified in feeling, I can't do this anymore. Before you have the conversation with your partner that you want the marriage to end or that you're done, I think it's really important to get very clear with yourself about why. You know, you need to really understand it so that you are speaking clearly to it and that you know in your heart that you're right. And I think that's the thing that we we flip-flop around because we play this awful game with ourselves where you're reminding yourself of the good times and you're thinking, oh, maybe I can do it a little longer. And then you go, oh, I don't think I can because of this and this. You know, I'm just really struggling here, but what about the kids? And so you play this horrible sort of seesaw game, this emotional seesaw game, where you're pulling on two incredibly high um, impact sort of, you know, ends of the rope, right? Like you are just dragging yourself through this awful shredder, okay? An emotional shredder. That's what it feels like. But spending some time with yourself and asking yourself questions like, why Why is it that I want this? Like, what is this really about for me? What is it that I'm not getting? And you're not doing this with the goal of making it work. You're not thinking about these things, trying to decide, you know, if you want to stay or if whatever. I want you to really just ask yourself things like, what do I need from a partner? What are some things that I wish that my partner would do for me? What are the things that's making me feel this way? What are some of the behaviors? What are some of the things that have been said? You know, and what part of this will come with me? Meaning, what what is this, you know, there are things here that are mine. Like, there's my shit. We all have baggage and things that we carry with us from our childhood and from past relationships and from, not to mention just from life, you know, stuff happens, jobs get lost, we move, we lose friends, whatever. We carry scars and they play out. So get clear with yourself about your scars. What are my scars? How was that handled? You know, one of the things that helped me make my decision was I had known this for a long time, but I had kind of pushed it away like we do, right? But I had known for a really long time that this was not a person who was going to be there for me if I got sick, like really sick, or you know, if I lost any kind of capacity for a period of time or forever, or you know, when we get old, and this was not the person that was going to hold my hand in a doctor's office or drive me to my appointment. I was, it was going to be the other way around, possibly, but I knew it wasn't going to come back for me. And um, that was a tough thing for me to realize. It was something that made me feel um, ah, unsafe is the wrong word, but I think you kind of know what I mean. Like I just didn't feel taken care of and that I had that in my life, but you know, I just, I pushed it away, plain and simple. I pushed it away. But when I was sitting there again, contemplating if I wanted to stay with this person who had had another affair and I was thinking like, why? No, I don't. I, I don't want to be tied to someone who I know is not going to be there for me. It's not going to be there for, for me in my healing through this, not going to be there for me in my life as I go through stuff. Like I need, I need to walk away. Like I need to like see the 
the signs and I need to be done here. And so I just really spent some time getting clear on what I wanted. I started asking myself that question, like, so what do I want from a partner? What do I want from a partner, you know, a marriage, a relationship? What do I, what am I willing to give? What do I want to give? You know, what is the kind of thing that I would like my partner to expect from me? Like, these are the kinds of things I started thinking about. And it wasn't in the, like, thinking about, like, oh, I want to meet someone else. And it wasn't like that. It was just like, this was about, this relationship had broken down. It was no longer at all what it had been. I was not at all getting what I needed and wanted and had dreamt of getting from this. You know, we've been together for 20 years. We have four children together. And I was so lonely. Like I was so on my own. We had, we led to completely separate lives. You know, I remember on Saturday mornings, I'd get up in the morning, hours before, <laughs> before him. And when he eventually got up, you know, the conversation would be, so what are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing this, whatever he would say. And it was not ever really connected to what the family was doing. It wasn't like we sat down and went, okay, so what do the boys have going on? Um, does somebody need to be driven somewhere? What, you know, what needs to happen? It was just, this is what I'm doing today. And you guys can either fall in line or whatever. So anyway, that was one of my things. This was, this, it was one of the things that really contributed to me feeling so alone. I felt like he was so disengaged from all of us. And I didn't believe that that was going to change. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you is, think about the things that are lacking for you. Think about the things that you need and want. And yes, you're allowed to want things, okay? You're allowed to say like, I want that in my relationship. I want that, you know, from my partner. I'm not getting those things and I deserve that. You know, I, I've said this in other episodes and I'm going to say it again. We are born with an absolute birthright to be happy. We were created from a place of love. We were intended to live to our highest, highest potential. Being with someone who holds us back in some way, being with someone who makes it difficult for us to shine, who doesn't allow for us to expand and grow, and I don't mean because they don't allow it, but like the relationship doesn't allow it. Being with someone where you feel like you're not fulfilled, like you don't have a partner, you don't have support, you don't have the cheering squad that you need. All of those things stifle you. All of those things dim your light, keep you playing small, keep you apologizing for yourself and keep you from your dream. And it keeps you from you living your very best, highest life, the one that you were meant to live. And that part of you, that that part of you that knows that is inside you still. And she is screaming to come out. So if you're suddenly feeling more unhappy than you ever have, and you're feeling really just done, 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 I don't want to try anymore. That's your inner being, your higher being saying, can we go and do our thing now? Is it finally our turn? to go and shine and step forward? Can we walk out on the stage of life and start living it? Can we start making choices that are about us? Because, because you matter? That's what your inner being is asking you. That's what you're feeling. But then you turn around and you look at your life and you go, oh no, I can't do that here. My partner won't support that. They're not going to like it if I do that. I don't know how to do that here. Oh, but I have to, you know, 
we prioritize everybody else and we we just keep shoving ourselves down but now you're listening to this because the voice has gotten loud because you just don't want to anymore and that's okay there doesn't have to be this big reason this awful thing that happened your partner doesn't have to be a horrible person he doesn't have to be cruel or abusive your partner doesn't have to be have done anything terribly bad you might still really care about your spouse you might still really care about him or her and think I can't believe I'm gonna do this I know I'm gonna hurt them but you know what that's not your responsibility it just isn't you know Either way, no matter how good they were, they also, on their side of the fence, allowed this gap to happen between the two of you. They allowed this disconnection to happen. They ignored or dismissed or didn't place enough value on the times that you went and said, I need this, I need more of this, I'm not happy, can we work on this, can we go to counseling, you know, whatever you said, I know you've said stuff and it didn't get validated or it didn't get done. They might have said all the right things like, oh my God, you know, whatever, I'm sorry, you're unhappy, let's work on that, and then nothing. Or I'll really try, and then nothing, right? So stop thinking about what this is gonna do to them and start thinking about what is it going to do to you to stay? What happens to you if you don't go? What if you wait? two years, five years, and suddenly, ah, maybe it's gone 15 years, and then you leave, or they leave you, and you're sitting there going, my life's, like, my half my life, or two-thirds of my life has passed, and I'm still in this mess. Do it now. Do it now. I have about 8,000 women in my Facebook group who'll tell you the same thing, okay? So if you want proof, jump in the group and ask them. So as you write the list of things, like the reason you want to go, the things that you want out of life, the things that matter to you, you know, don't don't necessarily make it about them and what they're not doing. Just simply, you know, I need connection. I need deep connection. I need um, someone who likes to listen. I I want to be around people who engage in conversation. Um, I need someone who will support me as I pursue a new dream. I need someone who challenges me. I need I need to be able to speak more freely or I want to pursue something that I know I can't do with this person or whatever. I don't know. You know, just start dreaming. Um, don't go down the slippery slope of, but I can't because this person, blah, 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 blame, blame, blame. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. What matters here is if you are willing to step up for yourself. Because if you're blaming the other person, then you're kind of blaming them for not stepping up for you. You're saying, you know, why wouldn't you just do all those things and make me happy? Okay, but here you sit, you're not happy and you're not willing to do what you need to be happy. So why would you expect someone else to do that? You are responsible for your happiness. You are the only one who really, really cares about that. So now you have written your list and you are clear on why it is that you want to go. You have understood your reasons. The next thing that I want you to do is to ask yourself a couple of questions. Okay, so we're doing a little bit of work here. If you are in this contemplation phase, then 
here are the questions that you need to ask. The first one is, can I overcome these things? Can I heal these wounds? Can I achieve these things or have these things with this person in my life? As you ask yourself that, it is really important to not start justifying, to not start kind of going, well, maybe if I did this or maybe whatever. It's really, you know the answer. As you look at your list of what you want out of life, the yearning you have, the things that are important to you, the things that that fill your heart and make your soul sing, can this person be the one who stands beside you and fills your heart with you and sings with you? Yes or no? And if that answer is no, well, then the answer is no. And it's not your fault. And you didn't pick a bad person necessarily. And they're not necessarily a bad person for it. It's just that you guys, the two of you, are no longer meant to be. Maybe your time is just up here. You know, I. it's not that I don't believe in forever after. I do believe it's possible. But I I really, really believe that we should have had a ton more help and guidance and counseling and coaching before we went into a relationship in, you know, with regards to how we choose our partners and how we maintain the love and the connection. But we go into this completely blind without really any skills when it comes to making these things work. And so it's really not a huge surprise that it doesn't. And if we don't pay attention as the years go by and we're busy and kids and all these different things, life happens, right? As we don't pay attention and the connection starts to slip, the connection between the two of you weakens and eventually there's a real divide between the two of you. And when that happens, because we all change in life, like we all grow and evolve in some way or another. And actually, I shouldn't say that we all do, but a lot of us do. And as we do, if that is what happens, you're either going to grow together or you're going to grow apart. And in order for you to grow together, a number of things had to happen between the two of you, communication, um, attention, all that stuff. But here you are. So I'm going to feel safe to say that that didn't happen. You grew apart. And so maybe it's just time to say, you know, we had a good run and this is not a bad person. And I'm, I feel happy about that, you know, we had children together and this person's a great dad or a parent to our children, but I'm done here. I am done here because I have other things to go towards. I have bigger things that I need to reach and bigger places I need to go. And I I need to do those things. I'm not going to live up my life and not have those things, not reach for those things just so that I don't upset someone else. See, when you hear me say that, Do you hear the absurdity of staying so you don't hurt someone, knowing full well that the person who really will get hurt is you? And are you really doing them a favor, staying with them when you know that that is not what's going to make you happy, that you're doing it just for them? Is that really the most loving thing you can do? In my opinion, it's not. The most loving thing that anyone could ever do for anyone is let them go if that's what they want and if that's what they need. Because when you let someone go out of pure love because you know it's better for them, well, that is love, isn't it? That is true, unconditional love is saying, I I hear you. I, I'm going to miss you like crazy. I'm very sad. I'll grieve our relationship, but I can see that you'll be happier somewhere else and I'm going to let you go. And <laughs> what if we were all able to do that, right? 
And maybe that's not what's going to happen for you. And that's okay. But you have to do this for yourself. You have to put the standard, the bar for yourself. You have to decide what you want out of this life. And then you have to go get it. And that brings me to the third step is taking action. So, wow, taking action. I know, what does that mean? It means having the conversation, right? It might mean counseling, coaching. It might mean it might mean recommitting one more time because you feel you just can't let go until you've tried one more time. But no matter what that first action is for you, make me a promise. In fact, not to me. Make yourself a promise. Make a deep commitment to yourself and to your well-being, your heart, your soul, that you will continue to grow, that you will continue to learn, that you will keep reaching higher and that you will make every effort to fall madly in love with yourself and who you really are. You know, there's a lot more on what that's all about in an earlier episode here where I talk about the mindset all through, I think it's the second episode. And so I talk about mindset and and how important it is. But even in the self-care episode, which I think was the first one, I talk about this. When you're taking action, the, the mistake that is often made is that we concede. So we go to counseling and then we make that about helping the other person try to do for us what we want them to do and we even go as far as to give them credit for trying and now we really feel like we can't go because but now they're trying yes you can still go i'm here to tell you you can still go you can say to them i see how you've tried and i i respect and appreciate and love you for it but i've got to go it's it's not what i need anymore i need to go And you don't have to give them a ton of reasons because when we get kind of wrapped up in having to give all these reasons and explanations, we end up blaming. It's hard not to go there because they probably won't accept a very simple, I just need to go. But they have to accept it and it's time for you to leave. So taking action, like I said, it's it's having the conversation and I really recommend talking to your coach and if you don't have one, get one or your therapist if you're working with one talk to someone about like someone neutral about how to have the conversation this is one of the probably one of the most valuable things that I do with my clients is helping them have that conversation um, helping them also have you know the conversation of telling the kids uh, and other difficult conversations but you know it's really it's really important to be very clear and to not muddy the waters when you're explaining with, like I said, blaming and feelings, but to just say it and keep saying it until it's understood by the other person. So I want you, once you've written your list now, okay, and you have asked yourself, is there any way that this person in my life can be that person? And the answer was no. Okay, so we, we've done the first two steps, and now it's the time to have the conversation. You are seeking therapy on your own you are joining my membership so you can get coaching from me as you walk through this you are recommitting to yourself you are in fact giving yourself the deepest commitment I know this all might feel really big but I'm hoping you are seeing the path here and the path forward and here's here's really what I would love for you to hear today is there is a beautiful life waiting for you And there's only one person who can create it, and that is you. 
like close your eyes as long as you're not driving, okay, or walking. But if you're somewhere where you can close your eyes, and even if you can't, like just just for a moment, think to yourself, oh, what would I do if I was on my own? Oh, I would do this. Like just dream a little. Don't allow um, reality to stop you. Don't allow thoughts like, oh, but what about this and fear and money and blah, blah, blah. Like don't, don't go there. Just for a moment, dream. When was the last time you let yourself dream about the things that you want and the things you want to learn? Maybe you want to take a course. Maybe you'd like to change your career. Maybe you would like to just be on your own. Maybe you want to just take care of your kids and no one else. Maybe you want to start taking care of yourself. Maybe you just need freedom. I don't know what your reason is. What I do know is that it's a really good reason. I don't care what the reason is. It's the reason, the perfect reason for you to do it. You know, as women, we are raised to be people pleasers. We are raised to take care of the family. Um, We are taught that, you know, it's important to get along and smooth things over and keep everybody happy um, to create this family, this home, this forever future thing. But it doesn't always work. And I think with the part of the lesson that was left out was, but if you can't make everybody happy, and if it's really hurting you to be a people pleaser, then stop it. Right? Did anybody say that to you? Because no one said that to me. Like, no one said to me, you know, if you're, if your spouse is not making you happy, you can go. You know, you can say to your partner, look, this is what I need from you. And if you can't give that to me, I'm going to go. Or I don't believe you can give it to me, so I have to go now. There's a lot of things that I wish I'd been taught when I was younger. And I learned so much from my separation. I learned so much about myself. I learned about relationships. And the work that I do now, I mean, I've been doing, I've been working with women who are contemplating or going through separation and divorce for four years. It's what I do full time. I speak to, I've spoken to hundreds of women. There's thousands in my group, um, in the Facebook group. But the women that have come through my courses, my coaching program, the membership, wow, have they taught me a lot. But if there's one thing that I know I'm able to teach them is to change the perspective, change the the narrative in your head. Stop telling yourself that you're not worthy of happiness, that you're not worthy of this incredible life that's available to you out there. Stop telling yourself that you have no right to go because it's going to hurt some of the people in your life. Whatever happens to your partner as a result of you leaving, that's up to them. They can seek counseling, they can start to grow, they can heal and they will be okay. Your children will be okay. And you know the biggest reason they'll be okay? Because you are. Our kids are happy if we are. It really is true. Because when you're happy, that spills over. Now you're filled with positive energy. Now you're showing them what it means to go after your dreams. You are teaching your daughters to value their happiness and to make it a priority. And if they can't find someone to be with who is invested in this mutual happiness for both people, well, then they need to go elsewhere. I'm not saying that you should only ever care about yourself. That's not it at all. But if you don't prioritize your happiness, I can promise you that no one else will. In a great relationship, in my opinion, there's two people who care about each other's happiness. There's two people who are invested 
in each other's happiness, their own and their partner. And it's kind of equal because it goes and flows both ways. You know, they help each other. They cover when the other one can't, when the other one's down and out, the other one steps up and vice versa. It's a back and forth. It's a flow. It's a kindness. It's a respect. It's a good thing. And when it's right, you don't feel like you lose yourself. You don't feel like you're giving up on your dream. You don't feel like you are constantly depleting yourself and running yourself down to empty and never, ever really getting filled up. You know, it's like you're going to the pump and all you have in your wallet is $2. So you put in $2 worth of gas, which is just enough to get through the afternoon. And then you're going to have to stop at the pump on the way home and put in just a little bit more. And yeah, I know $2 is like a ridiculous example because you can't even like put the pump in your car for $2. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) I think you know what I mean. So my dear, dear listener, I hope that you have heard your value here with me today. I hope you understand and see and feel and feel that there is something so beautiful available to you out there. All I want from you is to reach for it and to allow yourself to go and reach for it and to stop thinking that your happiness is in any way less important than anyone else's. I've talked a bit about my programs like Rising Free. We work so much on this um, in that in there. And I'm going to obviously put all that in the links below. Um, So for today, I want to wish you so much healing, so much light and love for you For those you love and for those your healing will touch, don't ever underestimate your impact in this world. You are an incredible vibrational being and you're a different one now even than you were when this podcast started. You are already sharing more of your life with the world. I can see it. I can feel it coming through this microphone. I can feel it in my body that you are feeling you are starting to make it important to focus on your own happiness. That feeling inside you of wanting to figure this out, that feeling of being inspired to do this work, it doesn't just change everything for you. When you impact changes in your life, especially positive, loving change, then any life that touches yours in any way is also impacted. So thank you. Thank you for being a light for us today and for shining your brightness on this planet. Thank you for allowing me to shine a little bit of light on you. And if you should choose to do that in a bigger way, then we are all so fortunate and grateful for that. So until next time, have the most beautiful day you can today. And before I leave you completely, I just want to go through some of the key takeaways from today's episode. First, you don't have to turn your ex into a villain to be justified to leave. Good people can leave good people because it's what they need. Vilifying usually comes from a place of low self-worth. You are responsible for your happiness and therefore it's okay for you to be done and not want to put your happiness on the back burner one more time so you can indulge your partner wanting to try one more time. Living in limbo and dreading having the conversation, stressing about all uh, the what ifs and imagining all the worst case scenarios is usually a lot worse than actually stepping into it. Gaining real clarity on why you want to end the marriage and what it means for you emotionally before you end it can really help you have the conversation. 
in a way that is more respectful for both of you and less emotional. Be really honest about why your marriage or relationship is ending, really honest. And that includes owning and admitting that our feelings have changed. Ask yourself what you want and need to be happy both with yourself and potentially with a partner instead of asking if this is right for you or if you are justified. If you know what you truly want out of life and the relationship, then the answer about what to do about this relationship will become clear to you. Is your current partner or spouse capable of being that person? Ask yourself that. Choosing to be unhappy or be with someone where you can't truly live life in your light is choosing to live as less than your potential, less than you were meant to. And that means less for the people that you love the most. It's not just your fault that the marriage is ending just because you're the one who has decided to end it. Letting someone go is much more loving than staying and being unhappy in that decision. And now that you know what you want and have answered some tough questions for yourself, it's time for action. Commit deeply to yourself and your personal growth and learning and get some help. Join the Rising Free community and get support through this from myself and the incredible women who are waiting to be there for you as you will be for them. Oh, and before I go, please hit me up with some stars in the review. I'll chat with you next time on The Blessing and Divorce.